Let's talk about collagen or collagen peptides or the collagen supplement industry. This is probably um, you know, top five question we get when we do a presentation, when we coach, just talking to the general population about supplementation. Hey Matt, what do you think of collagen? What do you think of collagen peptides? My skin is deteriorating. I need protein sources. Before we get into all of that, let's just step back, answer some simple questions. What are collagens? We naturally, as humans and animals, have collagen. It's that connective part of uh, the body, the skin, the elasticity. And if you think about collagen, the definition or the Greek definition of collagen is glue. So think of it as the connection to some of the um, connective tissue, um, the skin. And so we need collagen. We naturally have collagen. And this is where the um, energy and excitement around collagen supplements are. But, you know, I was reading an article and the article was titled From Waste to Gold. See, one of the things I want you to really ask yourself, if you're thinking about doing collagen, doing collagen currently, is where does it come from? One of the principles we teach is the source, and I think most people don't really know or understand where most collagen supplements come from. And so this article from Waste to Gold was talking about how when we uh, create leather, we take the skin of a, uh, a cow or bovine, they call it bovine hide, and then there's excess. Because when you're making a leather couch or making a leather jacket, you don't use the whole hide. You cut what you need and then you, the rest is waste. Well, what we, could, we found out is we can use that waste to create many different things. You can make film, you can make uh, gelatin, or you can make collagen peptides. And so the point of this article was waste to gold is we have all this waste when it comes to making leather or using the hide of, of bovine. And so if we can use it for other things, it's great for the environment. So I guess the positive of this conversation around collagen is we're, we are uh, you know, reusing something that normally goes to the, the landfill. But here's something interesting. The collagen supplement industry will be at $5 billion by 2025. $5 billion by 2025. And the big reason is skin, um, connective tissue, protein sources, gut health. These are some of the claims that people are talking about. And think about this. The production of leather, you know, what we can get out of leather is about $37 per gram versus they're estimating with collagen supplements, it's $1,000 per gram. So not only is it something we can use that we are throwing away, but it's now more profitable. This is why you're seeing an explosion of collagen supplements. There are some benefits, but I'm gonna to talk today on some better ways to increase or protect collagen that will save you a bunch of money. So one of the things we have to start with is collagen, the Roth, uh, material of collagen is not absorbed in the human body. So it's not a good thing to just take collagen. We need to break it down. And when we t break down collagen, usually coming from uh, bovine or cows, um, you need to have hydrolysis. And two things happen. When hydrolysis happens to collagen, it creates two products, two very common products that we hear about. 
collagen peptides, which is a processed form of collagen that can be absorbed, or gelatin. This is the interesting thing that I was really uh, um, fixated on when I was doing the research, is gelatin or jello comes from collagen or bones or animal products. And so the difference between collagen peptides and gelatin is one is fully um, hydrolyzed, the other one is partially hydrolyzed. And so when you partially hydrolyze gelatin or uh, collagen, it creates gelatin. Now, why do I'm I telling you this? Because these things have been around for hundreds of years, gelatin, collagen peptides, but they're only becoming popular over the last five, six, seven, eight years as we're in this desperate pursuit of anti-aging, in this desperate pursuit to hack our health. And I think we've gotten a little bit away from some common sense when it comes to these supplements. So collagen by itself is not a very efficient supplement. It needs to be broken down. I like to call it processing. It needs to be processed to make it more bioavailable. That's what the hydrolyzed collagen is. Hydrolyzed collagen and collagen peptide, those are the same thing. Now, Jell-O was made uh, using animal bones and skin. If you don't know that, that's just how gelatin's made. There's actually, I looked this up, there are vegan forms of um, Jell-O. These things are made with uh, different items that make it vegan, uh, but Jell-O is not vegan. But gelatin, collagen, very similar. One is more of a jelly substance, a gel, and one is dissolvable in hot or cold water. Marine collagen, this is something interesting. Marine collagen is uh, coming from the marine, so we're not using cows. We're actually using the skin from fish. Most of the time, it's white fish. But most of the time, we don't really know what type of fish, and so I um, really don't recommend marine collagen because that's going to be the most processed form of collagen. There's 29 different types of collagen. Uh, the big two that are being promoted are type 1 and type 3. This are, these are the types of collagens that really rejuvenate the skin, uh, improve gut health, improve our, our muscular repair. But, you know, uh, to break it down, collagen's a protein. We've been promoting protein powders as a society for, you know, 20 plus years. It's very profitable. Many people believe that they need to consume more protein. You got Vital Protein, which is making a ton of collagen products. You got Obvi, you got Garden of Life, you got Bulletproof. So many different supplements on the market. I actually went through um, a health food store today and looked at some um, collagen. This is collagen powder. And one of the things I really, again, common sense, I don't know about you, but I like to cook. And if I took some animal skin or animal bones and I had to make it into a powder that dissolved in water, I think we would recognize it's not going to be easy to do. And by the way, it doesn't have a flavor. It's white. And so just looking at it, we start to realize this is something that's extremely processed. Might not be something that we want to overconsume. There's tablets, there's powders, there's liquids, there's gummies, and there's two different sources, bovine, cow, or marine, which is gonna come from fish. Now you're starting to see this, this terminology called vegan collagen. And what is that? Vegan collagen is actually a concoction of whole food supplements or whole foods that are turned into supplements that 
kind of are the precursor or the um, things that promote collagen production. So they aren't necessarily collagen, they're foods that promote collagen pr production. Again, I'd rather you eat real food than something dried into a tablet, but those are some items out there. I just wanna give you the landscape. Um, one of the things that I really try to share is I haven't consumed a protein powder or powders or supplements in general in 10 plus years. One of the things I found when I consume protein powder, whether it's plant, whey, collagen, is I just don't like how it makes me feel long-term. Digestion, um, you know, the taste, all that kind of stuff. I'd rather just eat whole foods. So that's kind of my, my first step today. But when you think about, um, you know, the collagen powders, one of the things that people don't realize is if you don't have enough vitamin C, and this is critical, vitamin C, if you're deficient in vitamin C, it's virtually impossible to synthesize or break down uh, collagen peptides. And so what you're seeing in these supplements is another additive, another supplement. They're putting the vitamin C in those collagen peptides so that absorbability is better. Again, you're hearing bioavailability. That's the buzzword. Um, but again, it's something to know you need vitamin C if you even want to break those things down. Another reason why we don't recommend these powders is because digestion doesn't work that well in isolation. You need more to the party to break things down than just taking a powder. When you think about foods that are high in, in collagen to begin with, eggs, meat, chicken, you can make or buy bone broth, fish, when, especially when you're eating the skin. And so there's so many foods already uh, that have um, collagen that we don't have to take through supplements. The other thing is one of the number one things that's the precursor for collagen, especially in the skin, are foods with the color green or chlorophyll. Spinach, kale, Brussels sprouts, uh, algae, uh, wheatgrass. These are things that are really going to be precursors for helping collagen production and also decreasing the elimination of collagen uh, production. So those are some of the interesting facts around how to get it from a natural source. But when we think about um, you know, other foods, you think about oranges, red peppers, kale, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, anything rich in vitamin C, these are gonna naturally help to stimulate and produce collagen in the body. Uh, without, without having that vitamin C, like I said, collagen peptides are not synthesized. So when you think about why are people taking it, I think hair, skin, nails, especially ladies worried about their appearance, their skin, more wrinkles, dry skin, lack of nail growth, lack of hair growth, maybe thinning hair, gut health. You hear that uh, with collagen gut health repair and um, leaky gut. So those are some big reasons. But again, if you follow any of our stuff, there's so many different ways to improve gut health. And there's actually better ways to improve hair, skin, and nails. And so as we kind of talk about this, I wanted to show you. So if you're listening today, I have this cup of water. And this is collagen peptides, unflavored. I especially don't recommend flavored anything. It's usually artificially flavored. But I'm going to take about a tablespoon of collagen peptides. And if I put this in water you can see that it dissolves very quickly. You stir it up, it's pretty flavorless. And so when you're asking how did this become such a buzz, such a trend, 
I believe it's because it's so convenient and easy. But one of the philosophies I try to teach everybody that's trying to have peak health, peak performance, trying to age well, is when we get too caught up into finding things that are so easy, later down the road, things become hard. And I think one of the challenges that we have is we all want more convenient, we all want more efficient, we all want easier. And so when the marketing's good, when it sounds you know, like, wow, this, this is the next best thing, we, we jump at it. But I will just tell you from all the years that I've been doing this, if we want the best results, if we wanna do the best thing for us long-term, it does require a little bit more work and we can do it in a way that's very simple. And so one of the big messages is eating foods and we gotta use common sense. Does this make sense that I took a cow hide and turned it into a powder that dissolved in water? That doesn't make a lot of sense if, that, if we understand or don't wanna eat things that are super processed, we gotta go back to the source. So as we wrap this up today, I wanna to give you five kinda of takeaways on how you can improve your collagen um, production. Number one is sleep. We know that while we sleep, we reduce and enhance collagen production. And so as we age, we know collagen is going to decrease, but sleep is, in my opinion, the number one way to prevent collagen breakdown, and it also restores collagen production. We're sleeping less than six and a half hours a night. I can give you powders and gels and liquids, but we need to sleep closer to eight hours a night. That's number one. Number two, managing stress. Stress, the stress hormones. These are devastating to our collagen. And so if we're not managing our stress with space, with breathing, with activities, whatever we're doing, meditation, we're going to break down collagen, whether we're taking it through powders or uh, no supplements, collagen's gonna break down exponentially. Number three is cod liver oil. Now, why am I talking about cod liver oil? Not necessarily for the collagen production. Now, marine collagen's coming from fish, in many cases, sometimes cod, but cod liver oil, in my opinion, is the number one thing for your hair, skin, and nails. Omega-3 fats are essential for every cell in the human body. Also absorb, has vitamin D3, also has vitamin E, which is antioxidant. Omega-3s, 95% of our society are deficient in omega-3s. This, in my opinion, is the number one thing for hair, skin, and nails. And for male and female, it helps with production of hormones, specifically testosterone. And so if you're thinking about protein supplements, this is a game changer, um, number three. Number four, chlorophyll foods. I talked about it. Chlorophyll is the precursor for collagen. Bro Brussels sprouts, um, broccoli, anything with the color green. But this is why we highly recommend spirulina chlorella. Two parts here, really good for your digestion, amazing for helping the body repair itself. It's the precursor for collagen, hair, skin, nails. I've seen so many people with acne issues, with dry skin, psoriasis, spirulina chlorella is a game changer. And number five, if you're gonna take anything away from this uh, episode or this video, number five, we need to eat real food. If I'm gonna make a smoothie and I need to add protein, I'm not gonna search for a powder, I'm gonna search for real food. That's why we created this smoothie blend. Flax seeds, chia seeds, hemp seeds, real food, putting it in a smoothie. When we start to get back to this source mentality, we spend less money, 
and we get better results. Again, some of the best foods for creating collagen, not necessarily containing collagen, creating collagen, oranges, red peppers, kale, Brussels sprouts, broccoli. These are rich in vitamin C, helps to really create that collagen on top of chicken, eggs, um, bone broth, um, meat, fish. These things are going to contain collagen naturally. And so as we kind of wrap this up, one of the things I want you to pay attention to, if we start to overconsume things exogenously, meaning things that are outside of us, we naturally have collagen. But if we try to increase collagen by making, taking these supplements, I think we're going to spend way too much money and get a lot fewer results. If we back up and say, what can we naturally do? What are the foods that we can naturally eat? What are the activities that we can naturally do? What are the um, stress mitigating things that we can do? I believe this is the way that we really have true health. This is where we start to realize we have the power to feel our best if we go back to the source. See you again next time.